Hello, everyone, and welcome to HeartShift TV and the home of the High Vibe Tribe podcast. I'm Marcy Newman, the HeartShift coach, your host for today. And I have with me Radha V. Radha V, hello, how are you? I'm fine, Marcy. So great being here side by side with you. Yes, I've been looking forward to our conversation. Um, and I just want to tell everyone a little bit about you. Um, first off, that you come to us from North Carolina. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Um, because I know that particularly if there are people in the area who um, feel a resonance with what it is that you want to teach us today, um, that they know where to find you. But we're going to be talking about awakening from childhood wounds and how to discover inner peace. And um, a little bit about your story um, that I understand, and of course I would love for you to embellish, is that you were actually on a completely different trajectory right, in a um, very successful business um, entrepreneurship, and that um, you suddenly started to receive inner guidance and developed a devotion to spirit that had you do a complete pivot and turn in a different direction in your life. So these kinds of stories always amaze me, um, you know, how spirit gets our attention mm -hmm. and has us, you know, giving up what we thought our life was supposed to look like or what we were supposed to do, you know, all of those shoulds, right, instead of the coulds. Um, but what happened was that you were sort of, led to take a look at your own childhood wounds. Is that correct? Yeah, because um, what happened is, you know, I, I, I was from a, I am from a large family. And although there were 10 of us in the family, I felt different and I felt separate because I came in with some major issues that my mother that's my, that, that had to do with myself and my mother. And, mm -hmm. you know, I don't need to go into the details about if, if, if that accounts for, maybe, maybe some people may want to hear that. Um, I was a bridge and the psychic in the town did have a dream that my mother would die in childbirth mm. if she didn't take these herbs. So my mother did. And you know, I can really with, feel with compassion how fearful and worried she was during pregnancy. So she had three days of labor. I'm, I'm sure the fear was, ma you know, massive during that time. So the midwife, I just think, she, you know, an angel came in and she actually pulled me out because I, you know, I was in a very wrong position that I couldn't be birthed and we would have died. Um, but my mother, um, she did, during her time of afraid and being scared and she's upset and she hadn't released it. She hadn't talked about, it. she hadn't released it. When I, when I did anything as a little, little girl, 
um, that she was upset with me, she, she would tell me that I came to kill her. Oh. Well, that was only one thing she told me. But with children, and this is really the impression I want to make, children are in a multidimensional state and they have come with nothing but this huge consciousness of love. And we are here to give love and to receive it back. So when, when a child is told something like that, or other children may have heard other things that was offensive, that they withdraw because there was no love there. There was no love in that statement. And there are others, there are other stuff, you know, and um, when I was too, you know, I was beaten and locked into a storeroom because uh, the, the nurse ratted on me and lied on me. I was two years old that I drank the milk and I didn't want the milk. And it was a lie because she drank it and told my mother that I threw it through the window. So there was a double whammy of deception, um, betrayal, oh my, at two years old. So I was locked into all of this. And I was a highly sensitive child, not knowing that there was a thing called highly sensitive people. So I was very contemplative. I was really, really inside. And I remember one sitting, I must have been about five, and I said, I never, ever want to come back here. Now, how did I know about that? But my soul knows that. So the beautiful thing about what, what really held me in the arms is when I went to Sunday school and I heard about God. Mm. And I heard about Jesus and Mary. Mm. And the one thing they said is that God is in heaven. And I'm wondering, where is heaven? So that grabbed me. And, and all my life, there was this feeling in my soul about God. And so... After the after the all aftermath of that, I, the, the, God is this golden cord that is in the tapestry of my life. Because in spite of walking away from my childhood, I really did. I really disconnected. My children never heard about my childhood. My first husband never heard about my childhood. It was just shut down. But I remembered everything. Mm. And one day during a very deep, deep, deep emotional, traumatic relationship, <laughs> I saw my little child in front of me, sad, looking directly in my eyes. So I know that's the root of the soul. I think at this point, my soul created her there because I needed, I was at a crossroad where I needed to now remember what my agreement was coming into this world. Mm. So going into business, you know, I've always felt searching for something, searching, searching. So anyway, I am, um, as I said, you know, God was such a deep embedded in me. 
in spite of the wounded, in spite of my behavior, in spite of my insecurity, oh my goodness, in spite of feeling left out, all of that. And, but it was there. And, and so um, when that happened, <clears throat> I really verbally told her, go away. I, I don't relate to you, just go away. And I, at, at one time I was really angry. I said, I don't want to see you. Wow. Three weeks, three weeks, she came every day when I had a chance to, to not being busy or involved in something else. And after that three weeks, I knew that I had to connect with her. And I didn't know how to do it. I did not know what to do because I didn't know at that time about inner child work. Mm-hmm. But I just did find out from um, somebody who was in the outer group of my little spiritual group. Uh, she did massage and I heard she did other things. And she was the only person who did other things or did something that I could go to. And when I went, I discovered that the block in my heart was so deep, it was very difficult for me to tell her what came up when she asked me. Mm. And I know that I was there. Something said, you came here for something, you're not gonna leave. And what I discovered is that the emotions is connected to the memories. So I went home and I started to do my self healing because that's what my soul was guiding me to do all the time. So my, my whole life has been a classroom of learning and experiencing. And, and um, only through our experience do we really, really have the wisdom of something that happened because no one can, can ever take that away from us. Yeah. So, um, I knew when I moved over to my soul for my ego state, I didn't understand it, but I knew I got to the place where my treasures that I came into this lifetime with um, was handed to me. I was intuitive, but this time it was way deeper. I was very empath. I became empathic. I became much more intuitive. I could feel from the voice of people talking with me. I could see the energy in their blockage where it is. And and that's how my journey started. Oh, and Spirit had sent me to massage school. I never had a massage before. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know... I, I'm, a, I, I'm, I'm such a servant, seriously, to the divine. Anything I'm told to do, I, I do it. So I went to night school because I had a business. Mm-hmm. I had a home for the elderly. And, um, and so when I, I graduated from massage school, is the exact time that I just went through my healing that all of these um, gifts in my medicine bag came out. So... My, my experience in my childhood and my wounds and trauma has become part of my medicine bag. Mm. And I deeply, deeply understand the pain of a child. Mm. I deeply understand it because I lived it. And 
And so um, that's, that's what my passion is about, mm. healing childhood wounds. But the important thing of it, Mace, did you want to say something? No, go ahead, finish, and then I will jump yeah, yeah. Go ahead. The important thing about this is that healing, unveiling the wounds of a child is a portal that opens ones to their spiritual awakening. Because people commonly talk about ascension. Ascension is a common word everybody knows. But you're not able to ascend if you're having um, these, these veils around you, you're not able to do that. So you have to free yourself because who, who we really are are not the wounded child. Who we really are is what is covered under the wounds. And that's another story why another message is, you know, that I got uh, messages um, from uh, the collective divine spark, because I didn't know the word, didn't understand it. They came to me and told me um, they have to be freed because they have a golden, this little boy said, we have a golden key for the adults to help the adults, but first they have to free us from, I don't remember he said a jail. Mm. And I was just astonished. So I got mm. other messages. So that's the book they've asked me to write. So. So, and we'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, one of the questions that came up for me as you were speaking was, I know that you refer to this veil, right? This veil that um, needs to be lifted. It's actually hiding both the wound, from what I understand. Yes. Of what you're saying and the true self. So yes. the veil actually is hiding both of those things. So I almost had this image of um, being in that space where you're not recognizing the wound, not recognizing the true self is almost like being a zombie, you know, like just sort of um, the word that's coming is suspended animation almost like you're just not really living. That's a good, that's a really good way to describe it. One, one of the things is that our self-protection, it's so the survival. Mm -hmm. And what, what has happened in my understanding is that in that survival, we have hidden away the innocent part of ourselves, but along with that goes the pain. So it's all hidden behind this wall. And, um, and so the layers of memories that we have had that have been traumatic and wounding is left untouched and it creates the identification of who we think we are. Because I know that from personal experience. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so this is why I really encourage people not to be afraid of going back into the past. I, I, I didn't know I was afraid. I just thought, I, I'm not that person. I'm cut off. I'm, the, I'm, I'm, I'm detached. Does, mm -hmm. does, I don't relate to that. <coughs> but I encourage people to do that. If you, if you really want to be free, have to find someone 
who you feel you can trust and who you feel safe with to hold your hand and go there with you. So how do we unveil these childhood wounds if we can't see them? There are many people who have come to me and they said, you know, there's something going on in my life now that I don't, you know, I, I'm just, I just keep meeting the same different people and having the same feelings. Mm -hmm. I feel stuck. I feel this. I feel that. So they are now experiencing um, what is hidden behind without really knowing what it is. And that's my specialty. Mm -hmm. I can help them to go to the root of that. And, you know, I have a very compassionate way. This is how I meet my clients because I remember how that was. Mm. Yeah. So you're relating on a real energetic level. Very much Heart so. to heart. Heart to heart. Can, can feel what they've experienced. Yes. And when I, when I open to my clients, um, I tell them, that, some of them I tell, I believe, I've left my head behind. This is my divine self. Mm -hmm. the I'm leaving the space open for the divine. So that's the reason on my website, I put first serving spirit. Mm. Because that spirit is within all of us. And, and when I look at my client, I'm a servant to that spirit within. Mm. As much as the one within me. So it's, it's just a unified sense of spirit and about oneness. And then, yeah, I want to help them to, to be able to deep, breathe deeply as I did. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, did it require a lot of courage on your part to leave that other life behind and to, you know, really start to follow your calling? No. I, I realize now what a strong sense my, my soul knew. Well, there was an agreement. I have my, my contract, my soul's contract. Once I broke into um, doing myself healing, the rest of it was really, really taking me down in this clear stream that hasn't ended. Never will, never will end. I don't think so. No, I'm my my my, my devotion to, to God or Spirit or Holy Spirit, whatever one wants to call it, is is very uh, very present. Mm. You know, one of the things that I I love that you talk about is you um, looked at your own self healing as your classroom. Yeah. So is this something that you find yourself doing still? Are That's you in your own classroom all the time? Um, or did you graduate from that place? That's a good question, Marcy. <clears throat> because what has happened, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> sometimes there's a classroom break. I'm on vacation, <clears throat> and that's when I get information 
<laughs> information and things that come to me and I and I write them down mm-hmm. and um, and so and that's how I got a lot from uh, the divine spark downloads downloads and and so I mean that's space now of receiving more than learning mm. yeah I think that's that's probably what it is and when you're working with your clients do you often get information about them that's relevant to their healing sometimes I do and this is what happens too I take them to the um the disconnected part which is commonly the, 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 the little child mm-hmm. and I can see them maybe I see them they speak to me they, they speak to me and I will tell my client this is what is being said or I, I, I think I get into a little altered state mm-hmm. and I think my client goes here to because sometimes they get off the table and thinking Oh my God, this was amazing. So the important thing about that is that I t- I want that child to integrate with the, the adult. And I want the adult to hear the child. So I encourage that. And you'd be surprised how much they can hear them and, and the child will talk. And, and, and the beautiful thing is, all the children are so different. They are so different. And um, so it's, 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 to me, it's a, a very beautiful child. Mm. So how does this unveiling of the true self, how does it change people's lives? What's transformed? You're no longer seeing the world in the way from the identification. The identification is the belief, the concepts, the ideas, the judgments, the distorted thinking sometimes are. And the more we unveil, the more we release, the beauty is when I see that in my clients and see the change and also, their feeling of change, you know, the person in the office that I was so upset with, no longer bothers me. My heart sings to that. And so the more one unveils and the more I can help to take them into seeing, do a little discovery of who has always been there that you have not recognized, the awareness. Mm the awareness that has been there, the consciousness that has been there that you you are so involved in your mind that that can break that code of the human conditioning. Mm. So if that that client chooses to want to go deeper into really wanting to know who you really are, we can continue to do that. So what if someone's really resistant? Let's say they come to you, um, they know that they need some healing, right? They can feel something's off, they're stuck, 
like you said, um, and they just can't seem to get forward in their lives. And then they get there, um, it, you know, on your table and they start to have all this stuff come up and they run scared. What happens? I have a story. <laughs> I have a story. Please share. There is a man, he, he was in his early 70s, <clears throat> who was referred to me. And when he came, he never felt his emotions. He was told by his mother, and he, he had a sister too, encouraged, conditioned not to feel, mm. not to feel. And he never felt <clears throat> anything. So <clears throat> when he comes to me and I see all the things he has written, what is, you know, I look at, give me three things in your life and ages that, you know, has been a, a, a discomfort for you or a blah. <clears throat> and I can see it and I know, because I can feel it. So it was easier for him to open his emotions with me. Now he was in his early, early 70s. So, but yet somehow the diviner was able to, he was able to access the emotions. And that was so wonderful that I felt. Now he was my, he's married to a woman who was kind of similar like himself. I recognize mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So he started, it's like the pot cover came off. So the steam is coming up. So he, he comes back and he tells me, my wife is saying, what happened to you? He said, because he told me, you know, I'm feeling like irrit irritated to the dog or maybe the way, the way I speak to her was different. And she said to, to him, you know, that woman you're going to, she should pay you to come see her because I don't know what's going on with you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he came back we came a couple of times and I think he was he was afraid to go deeper in that so interesting yeah interesting I, I inquired about him from an mm -hmm. acupuncturist whom I worked with and she said you know I see him he has cancer in his eye Mm. No, Marcy. Mm -hmm. Do you understand that? Of I course. know you do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're sending prayers and, right now, aren't we? I know. Yeah. I know. Yes. And this, yes. No, I was. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I know for myself, it's. Um, you know, when, when I'm faced, you know, with things that are difficult for myself or with my clients, it's always, my prayer is that I see. My prayer is that mm. they see that, yeah. um, you know, we remember who we are. Just remember Beautiful. who we are. Beautiful. And yeah, so... I imagine that you probably do come up with um, some, you know, clients who can feel so much that they need to let go of something. 
Some of them may be able to identify it, some not, but they're in, in acknowledgement of that. And so my question to you is when they let go, well, first off, how do you, how do you support them in that, in letting go of these things that they're so afraid to touch? Um, and then how do you support them afterwards during that adjustment period? When they come into the room, we first speak and connect because there's a vibrational connection. I did not consciously know that, but there's a, there's a connection happening. There's a sense of safety happening. There's a sense, and whatever I say to them is coming through me. I have no idea because everyone is different. And um, so the, the, the session becomes a holy, holiness because my, my service is through the, releasing the emotions. That, that's, that's how it works. It mm -hmm. happens for me. It's releasing the emotions so they easily get to it because it was really set up as such. And then after that, I'm able to see and we talk. I want really want to be sure that they understand because to me, one of the most important thing in the healing is that they have a perception of what happened and who they really are. Yeah. Very important to me. So after that session, I said, okay, in the next three days, I want you to, we're going to have a 15 minute conversation. I want to know where you are, how you are, what has happened since, what else has come up. Mm -hmm. So this is, this is how it happened. So I'm totally with them even when they walk out of the room. Yes. Mm. Yeah. How beautiful. And how, um, how blessed they are. I can feel that with your work. It's, it's my divine service, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, and there's something I never learned what I did, as you know, you mm -hmm. already know that. Yeah. But there's something I was called to learn. And that was about remote healing mastery. It's about mm -hmm. clearing the chakras. And I thought, how am I going to go into my room with all this? I'm going with things I already learned before I walk in, not learning anything, but it's flowing through me. Yeah. But in this, it's remote work mainly. And this remote work is very revealing to me because I'm checking the chakras because remember, I'm very empathic. I'm seeing what is not open because I want people to know what the, the chakras is, that I'm learning sure. the importance of chakras. They're vortex of light that rotates in our body that is directly connected to source, to mm -hmm. consciousness, to the divine. It's such a beautiful thing when we're open to that consciousness through our chakras. So when they are not rotating or they're stuck, or they're very small. I have certain protocols that I do in clearing them and working, and then I go back to check the chakras and I see the change and I can feel 
hmm, I can feel, because I'm working with the unconscious here. When, when clients come to us, I think commonly they come from a subconscious place. They remember the stuff, some of the stuff. And now this is the unconscious. I'm, I'm going through all the energy fields mm-hmm. before you get to the physical body. And, um, and so uh, that's, that's a very revealing. There, I went to India once and there's a, a woman I met and we sometimes connect with her. And I met her and, and I know that India was going through a massive COVID. Mm-hmm. And I contacted her and I said, I want to know how it is. How are you? How is everything with you? She said, you know, I'm doing well, but my partner, her business partner, whom I met also, he's in the hospital and it's like he's not going to live. Mm. And I said, oh, my goodness, I want to do some work on him. So I went to do the remote. And Marcy, every chakra in his body was closed. There was no light coming. Sure. I knew that before you even said it. I'm done. My God, I am so grateful. I'm so grateful that I was able to do this and that I offered. So grateful. And while I was working with this energy field, there was a weakness. There was such a weakness I was speaking. So I I was picking up what he's feeling in his body. Just lost, listless, just listless, just moving through. So, you know, so that's another um, great um, thing to support and I support people with. Sure, absolutely. Spirit knows no walls, no distance, no boundaries, right? Um, It just is all present. Yes. So, well, your work sounds wonderful and I want to thank you for sharing it with us. I could feel Um, such a deep connection to it. And of course, the truth of it, the essence of such pure, innocent love. Um, So filled with light. So thank you for that. I'd love for you to tell our audience about your book. Oh, the book has been written. And it's going to have all the, the, what the Divine Spark has has given me and it's 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 a yearning it's not just talking there's 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 a yearning and a reaching out to people and they said the deepest pain that we have is that we are not able to share our love mm-hmm. it was so touching and so the book will have in between the chapters that's going to have um, the, 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 what they, they told me, messages. And of course, I'm going to have my life story in there integrating with that. And, and in utero, what happens in utero? Because it didn't just start when you were born. Sure. And, uh, and my own personal experience, I went um, to a, a, hyp- a hypnosis to mm-hmm. see if I can remember my child, my my in utero because I had such a breach, and she didn't do that kind of work. So I'm mm-hmm. sitting with my husband who was, and I'm talking, and I said, "I'm going to find this myself." And I immediately started to feel, and I said, 
I'm leaving, I'm going downstairs. And felt how trapped mm. I was when I was not able to be birthed. Mm. How frightened it was, frightening. So, um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I needed to experience whatever I'm writing about. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. Make certain that you keep us posted on that. Okay, let us know when that book is available. Good. Um, in the meantime, how can people find you? Okay, I, you know, I offer a 20-minute complimentary sacred conversation I refer to. Wonderful. And uh, people feel called to say, you know, there's something going on with me. I want to talk. I want to yeah. talk with her. They get a lot out of the 20 minutes. I'm sure they do. Because, and one, one client told me that she started going through a healing before doing that session, the, mm -hmm. the 20 minutes. So that gives them a chance to say, look, it doesn't matter who refer you to that could be the best therapist or facilitator. If you don't feel comfortable with them, don't do it. Sure. And that was an invitation to tell them, you don't have to come back to me. And I really meant that. So they, they have that. And on my website, it's on the front page. Mm -hmm. And my website is radav.net. So it's R-A-V as in Victor, I-E-R-A-D-A-V-I-E dot net. It's pretty simple. Beautiful. And thank you so much for spelling that out because there are some people who will um, just be listening to this. Yes. So um, I just want to say that um, I feel very blessed to have had you here today um, for the vibrational frequency that you carry for the light that you are extending out into the world and for sharing all of this, all of you and all that you are um, with our audience here. And of course, we know the ripple effects of it that will go out into the world. So thank you again. And um, is there anything, any kind of last message that you'd like to share? Yeah, the first thing that comes to me is you are free. You, who you really are, is free. Whatever it is that's binding you and veiling you, you have the ability to release it. Mm. So don't be afraid. There are people who will be able to support you with that. I'm sure Marcia can too. Thank you for that. Well, this has been wonderful, as I said. Um, and for our audience, I want to thank you for being here, for giving us your precious time and energy and focus and your open heart and open mind. And of course, if you'd like to reach me, my website is heartshiftcoach.com. And by the way, I also have another website, selfloveuniversity.com, that's filled with lots of wonderful programs um, for any stage you are at where you need support and would like to do it at your own pace. 
So thank you again for being here. And I look forward to being with you all again next time. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day and many blessings to everyone. Thank you. I want you to know how common, beautiful it really was spending time with you. Mm. It was really beautiful. And um, I'm sure, you know, I'm reflect, you are the reflect, or whatever you see in me is a reflection of you. Mm. How lovely. I just know that. Thank you so much. Bye-bye now. Okay, bye.